0: It's the feckin' check-in show. Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. It's the feckin' check-in show. Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. It's the feckin' check-in show. Feckin' check-in, feckin'
1: show. It's the feckin' check-in show.
0: Welcome to the feckin' check-in show. Show.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the feckin' check-in. I am trainer, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Toomey, and it's uh, Wednesday evening. It's the 11th of November. How are you doing this evening, Toomey?
0: I'm very good. I am a little bit nervous because I'm going to be leading most of us, or most of the fecks out. I've even stumbled already, That it (laughs) jitters. This is the special, of course, about my COVID wedding.
1: It is, yeah, the second in our special series, which is an undetermined length of time.
0: Yeah, so it's always I found the uh the US politics uh special we did last week. I found that daunting. There's something about taking on a, a topic and getting your teeth into a topic that is daunting.
1: Yeah, it was a bit daunting, but you know what? I listened back to it before we posted it up. It's only up two days now, it's doing quite well. Uh I listened back to it before we posted it and I wasn't really cringing at any of it. And I thought I would be because speaking about politics and all that, but I've listened to other podcasts since that have touched on it and I think everyone's kind of taking the same approach. Nobody's trying to be an expert. People are giving their own opinion and just commentating on what they saw unfold. And I think that's all we did, really. So, you know, no harm there.
0: Yes, and thank you to the listener for listening to that, uh, our opinion, our half-informed opinions about uh, politics. We enjoyed it anyway. Hopefully it was. Soon. Thank
1: you. Thank you for listening to the plethora of podcasts we've unleashed upon you within the last week. <laughs> uh, some of you we we suspect might be listening to all three podcasts. So if you are, who point, are those listeners? <laughs> yeah. That
0: would be the true listener.
1: That would be the listener, yeah, for definite.
0: Now that person would have to have a strong interest in heavy metal, kind of new school heavy metal music, football, and general shenanigans as well. And us, they'd have to like us as
1: well. They'd have to have a heavily interested in us as people, I reckon, because uh, that's the only way you're going to listen to fucking. I don't know, hundred and twenty minutes, hundred and fifty minutes of of that each week. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, it was really satisfying actually to see them all launched this week. See the the, the three podcasts live, and there I say it: the second check-in is the most popular one this week. The Mothership.
1: It is the most popular one, yeah. It's doing very well, and that's great to see as well because that's where we came from. This this is home to me. You know, it'll, it'll always be home to me, no matter what we do. No matter who's listening, no matter if there's two people listening or there's a thousand and two people listening, this is our home and this is where I feel most comfortable, even more comfortable than on fucking metal, would you believe?
0: Interesting, and I'm exactly the same. I'm only two episodes in, but I, I do enjoy uh, doing a podcast with you a lot more than doing it on my own so far. Um, I feel much more self-conscious when I'm on my own. But I also feel self-conscious tonight, bringing it back to tonight's special or the morning special for When the Listener here's this um, and that is on my COVID-19 wedding <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I'm, up, I'm wedding. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're not myself you know you not have to just going to be more more uh, disturbing than your actual <laughs> wedding day
0: yeah uh, can I just before we get into it uh, a quick disclaimer uh, the wedding uh, thank you to everybody for going if if you're listening and you went to the wedding if you're one of those 25 people who was able to go. And we had a great time. Uh, we had probably the best day of our lives. And it was brilliant. And anything I say now, it doesn't take away from the um, how special that day was
1: for both me and Liz. Yeah. Now let's bury the wedding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> the first that. thing about this <laughs> damn wedding. No. <laughs> right, we'll go into it. The, this is the second check-in. It's the show about funny observations, entertainment, culture, and kernels of truth. Together, that means FEC. That's the uh, acronym. And uh, we take each of those different four segments in a segment? something Se- Segmentally. Segmentally. And <laughs> um, sometimes we do it in acronymical order. But this week, it makes sense to start off with the C for culture and trainer, As is tradition, can I ask you the question? Will you lead us out on a culture observation from my COVID-19 wedding?
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, So your observation from your wedding was uh, the culture of the traditional big wedding, inverted commas, versus 25-person wedding. Uh, That's all I've got here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that's my time to lead us out. Uh, Well, to to join you leading us out and to take the lead.
1: Just don't bury the lead, Timmy. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Never never mind. I rattled.
0: Uh, Okay. Culture. Culture. (laughs) 100 versus 25. Oh, yeah. So the difference, when we realized our our COVID wedding, I'm going to stop calling it that, (laughs) when our wedding was was cut down to 25, uh, at the start, it was was disappointing. Um, It initially went down to 50, actually. That was actually grand because it meant you could just, cut out a lot of plus ones and maybe people from work and people who you're kind of you get on very well with um but you're not like close friends with them so it, it wasn't yeah. like emotionally a huge loss that a lot of those people weren't there we'd love that they were there obviously but that the 50 was okay um so you adjust to that and a kind of 50 person wedding you're kind of doing a you're kind of in between a small wedding and a big wedding it's still very much like a big wedding in terms of like how you organize it with the band and everything but then when you go to 25 it's it's quite different to the to the original conceptualization of a wedding and you think to yourself just like first of all with the 100 person wedding like why did we decide we wanted 100 people at the wedding in the first place like it was almost as if we, we didn't really fully think it through and we got up to about like say 80 in our guest list and then we were like, oh no, we have to fill it up with and you go we went and, and saw the venue. The first venue we saw uh, when we were planning the 100 person wedding was Marco Pierre White's courtyard in Donnybrook, which is a restaurant and they had like a minimum numbers thing and and you get very quickly locked into this number of a of hundred. Um, and you're like, Oh, will we fill the room with a hundred? And you're thinking, Okay, now we've got a hundred people there. Uh, now we need to get a really good band. And then you start like going into the band, and then then everything kind of escalates from there, and you're kind of you're handcuffed very quickly at what you can and you can't do. Um, but then with a 25 person wedding, once you adapt to the the disappointment and the, the loss of the people there that that you'd like to be there, um there's there's no pressure. There's no expectations on what you would do. It's like, are you having music? Are you having a band? Uh, are yeah. you having a cake? Uh, like, yeah. Are you doing speeches? <laughs> it's, it's like, are you bringing plus ones? No. <laughs> and like that was like the plus one thing it was never an option. In normal circumstances yeah. but now it's like no I'm not bringing plus
1: ones <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> measly plus ones
0: <laughs> yeah so it's just it's funny when you adapt to a 25 person wedding looking back on the the kind of Gatsby-esque nature of a hundred person wedding or or let's, or let's say a large wedding 80 to 100 or whatever the number is um but the, yeah. you had a similar experience you you so so the listener knows you you got married and now you're separated but uh you're you're Correct. comfortable talking about your wedding
1: I am indeed. Yeah. There's no hard feelings or bad memories there. or Anything, uh, it was a really enjoyable day yeah. and t- and time in fairness. Uh but uh yes, there are, there are certainly societal expectations and they tend to be numbers that are divisible by 10 like 100, 200, 150. Uh and like I was we were locked into 100 as well because the room could fit 100. So we just decided, all right, we're going to invite 100 people. <laughs> and again, uh we I think we did fill it up, but we were thinking to hedge our bets because the like the folklore was ten to fifteen percent of people won't come, so I, th- I think we ended up inviting one hundred and seven. And we got ninety five, but we were so concerned about filling the room that we invited too many people, with the hope <laughs> and the the, the the knowledge, really, that a lot of them wouldn't be able to you come. Gambled. But it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous <laughs> fucking game to play because you were you were in that room. They couldn't fit another fucking chair in there if they tried. Like, uh, we we barely fit in the ninety five, to be honest. And when we said it to the the hotel that we were going to go with the hundred, they were kind of taken aback. They're like, "Oh well, a hundred is really only a guideline figure." They're like, "No, no one's actually ever had a hundred before." And we were like, well, then why didn't you tell us it was fucking 95? <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, well, it's 100, so that's our number to play with. Yeah. And you mentioned a few other things there, like there's the band, there's the cake. There's, there are all of these societal expectations on you when you're having a wedding that you just go along with because um, that's what society expects of you. Um, and it's hard to break out of that. With, with My wedding, uh, we did break out of a few of those expectations. Like we got a, a solo singer-songwriter, a guy I know uh instead of a band because it was a very small room we couldn't accommodate a band and then we got like uh, a cake we just went into a bakery and asked them to make us a cake we didn't say it was a wedding cake uh, we just said it was a cake and we wanted three tiers on it and it cost like considerably less than a wedding cake costs because the minute you put that w word in there uh, people could just charge you through the nose and i think you've said this before um and then with like uh invitations uh look luckily grace's uncle was a printer so he did those for us but like place servings and all this shit like people spend a fortune on these we just went on amazon and got them for about like four pounds and they were fucking grand there was nothing wrong with them like but people spend a hundred euro two hundred euro on that shit. yeah
0: and and going back to the 25 person one that we had like there was no expectation on invitations or the placeholders all that stuff <laughs> everyone was like yeah there was no pressure on any of this it. like it, so it's it's mad looking back in it when you're when you're free from all of that as a 25 person wedding. So we were able to switch our wedding to the Marion Hotel. It was just more suitable for the size of wedding after the restrictions were announced. Um, They were really accommodating, really flexible. There was no minimum numbers. They had different sized rooms in different areas of the whole hotel. They had an area cordoned off for us, but like so, that was the right venue for us. But like, there's no way in hell we would have been able to afford the Marion Hotel with a hundred person wedding. So like, there's that as well. Like people, I think people just think that there's no option. You you can only like afford a certain budget. Like that's just what we were anyway. We we were thinking there's a budget for a hundred people, and you can only go to like a certain level of venue but if you're down to 25 the amount of options that you have like you can go anywhere i mean like yeah. in terms of wedding outlay it's it's actually you've so much more freedom in what you can do um,
1: yeah yeah and i i do know some people who have done that over the years. Um, i've just gone the small route and there was no coronavirus or any other reason than than what you've just said they wanted to have a nice wedding but they knew they couldn't accommodate 100 or 200 people so they sacrificed the guests literally had human sacrifices and then they burned them at the stake <laughs> yeah and the police were called but it was fine but uh and then they uh just had like a 20 or 30 person wedding and had great reported great things back like saying that yeah brilliant
0: and then the other thing i want the final thing i wanted to to bring up about the 100 versus 25 and i i want to ask you about uh, the larger wedding but i'll just talk about the, the 25 person wedding i could get around that room so easily and talk to people like you're around the room like there's no you're not on the clock you can go from table to table chatting to people so easily and like there, there was absolutely no like i better talk to this person i better talk to this person um but well, I, I i don't know what that's like for a bigger wedding how did, how did you find it for for a bigger wedding
1: do you know what i enjoyed that and we'll talk about that later when we get to the k so i don't want to i don't want to say that now but i i really enjoyed the whole day and seeing everybody but it's it was spread out over such a long period of time so Initially, there was City Hall where we had our ceremony, so I saw a lot of people there. And if you talk to people once, then that's it in the bag, you know, apart from the people that you want to talk to more than once a day. But, you know, the guests, the ones, the ones that would have made up your hundred if they had to come, the extra 75 people. So I got a lot of them out of the way, to put it crassly, in City Hall. And then you speak to people as, as they're going out. And, you know, some people are still hanging around for the photos. You talk to all them. And then when you get to the venue, you have a few social drinks, you talk to those people. And by the time you're sitting down to the meal, you've probably got everybody. And after the meal, you get the rest of them. I didn't that didn't bother me at all. I, I enjoyed speaking to everybody. Um, but I kind of I get a kick out of being the center of attention for a limited period of time. So um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well we'll come
0: we'll come back to that in the K. That's that's very interesting. I'm looking forward to pursuing that further. Uh yeah. Okay. So, will we leave it there for the, for the sea on the culture of hundred versus twenty? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. Good seeing good there. Seeing. Okay, uh, so that's the C, so we're going to go back to the acronym There, we're going to go to F, and F is, for this uh, special episode of the Feckin' and Check-In, Prayer of the Faithful and General Shenanigans in the Church. <laughs> so this is a funny observation.
0: Yeah, we we got married in, a, in Trinity College Chapel, uh, me and Liz met in Trinity College uh, many years ago, and uh, we're not overly religious at all, uh, as we discussed on uh, previous podcasts, um, but it was a, a special venue to us, uh, so we decided to get married there. Um but because, like, with the COVID situation, everything was up in the air, like, it wasn't 100% sure how many people would be there and how many people would be let into the, the church. And there was different people allowed in, different number of people allowed into the church and the people allowed into the, the venue afterwards, the, the reception venue. So there was all this fluting around going on. So we forgot, like, and also with COVID, you're not supposed to really touch too many things. So there was no, there was no leaflets in the church, for example. That was another thing. There was no... Ex- um kind of expectation of and the thing that there was no rehearsal there's sometimes when people get married there's a there's a rehearsal for the ceremony uh some people do it some people don't but we didn't do a rehearsal um and an important part of the church ceremony is the prayers of the faithful and uh, normally <laughs> the people doing the readings would know maybe in advance and they'd get the prayers of the faithful in advance and they they'd have time to look it over and and read it but but uh, I left this in the hands of Liz, who delegated it to her dad.
1: Bernard. Bernard. Sorry, I just know his name now, so I'm just saying it.
0: <laughs> so we had the people lined up for the prayers of the faithful in the church before Liz was walking down the aisle. We were all in situ, and the priest goes, okay, where are the prayers of the faithful? And I was like, we don't have the prayers of the faithful. And the people who were supposed to be doing the prayers of the faithful were saying, where are the prayers of the faithful? Do you have them? I'm a bit nervous about going up and doing prayer, my prayer of the faithful. You, uh, who am I going after? And I was like, uh, I gave it to Liz and I thought we'd have the prayers of the faithful. So it was all this panic before Liz walked down the aisle. I
1: was, I was wondering, were people going to Google them on their phone or something? Because like, it didn't seem like there was any paper. What do you call those little pamphlet things? I think it came up at a a Wedding before, and uh, there's a name for them anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I thought there was going to be one of those little pamphlet it, things. Um, there
0: should have been, and I thought the priest was bringing a copy of the prayers of the faithful, and he was like, No, and he was, I was like, All right, we'll, we'll come back to it. So, we're entering into the ceremony with without with a key part, uh, completely up in the air, and everybody's supposed to do the prayer of the faithful, uh, stressed out about it, like genuinely because people don't like to public speak and stuff like that, they like to no, <laughs> to rehearse, especially not prayers, <laughs> yeah so uh, this is all going on there's there's panic in the air and then everyone forgets about it Liz walks down the aisle, looks beautiful walking down the aisle, very happy moment and we do the, the kind of intro into the, the ceremony she sits down, we relax, we get into the first half of it, go through the different parts of it and uh, at one point we're sitting down beside each other and Liz goes, do you have the prayers of the faithful? <laughs> and I go, no I don't have the prayers of the faithful so she had to she had to um oh yeah at one point point i want to just go back backtracking a little bit just before the the ceremony started i said to richard cody and ross you're gonna have to make something up (laughs) what did you seriously (laughs) (laughs) i said look you're just (laughs) i was stressed myself i was just like look you're gonna have to make something
1: up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pick up a prayer of the faithful.
0: And Ross is kind of like, uh, okay. And Richard Cody was like, no.
1: I don't blame he him. He was like, no, buddy, no, I'm
0: Richard. not doing that. Stand your so this with that He wasn't going to do his prayer of the faithful. So uh, anyway, back to the Liz part. She she says to me, as we're sitting down, as the priest is giving his sermon and stuff during the mass, uh, prayer of the prayers of the faithful. And then we had to be looking around. She had to look to her side of the, the church to try and motion to people with her eyes the prayers of the faithful were anyway they they came at the very last minute the prayers of the, the faithful were produced like manna from heaven they were it was on one <laughs> sheet of paper <laughs> with everybody's prayer of the faithful there was no names beside the prayer of the faithful <laughs> so it was just this one sheet up on the podium so when the person got up it was the first time they saw it and they had to get the order of of which prayer of the faithful was for them so they had to like just do it really casually and I was just so did they just randomly pick the next one and start reading? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was just watching Ross. I was watching them all going up, and I was like, "Phew! That person got through." <laughs> Who produced the sheet of paper in the end? I think I think it was, this is Dad or someone <laughs> on, on that side. <laughs> so the the paper was literally produced at the last minute because during the mass the priest was said to me. Of the prayers of the faithful, and I said at that stage, I don't know. And so at that stage, the very last minute, someone produced them, and then they had to, like the very first time anybody seeing them, and they had to guess which prayer was for them. So they all did it very kind of nonchalantly, and they, they calmed down and did it. But it was funny. <laughs> so uh, I, I
1: did. I had no idea all that was going on. I knew there was a a missalette. That's the name of the book. Yeah, good. Ra- word ra- ra- is. Ra- 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 it was Ross who was saying this. I think it was at Mark and Gemma's wedding, and he was saying it was a misalette. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there, there was a severe lack of uh To be fair, there, there was no order or or planning.
0: Gavin went up. There was there's two readings earlier in the mass as well, and uh, Alice and Gavin. Alice is Liz's sister, so Alice got up and did her first reading, and then Gavin got up behind her, ready to do. I this. saw that, yeah. <laughs> and, so she did her first reading. And then Gavin went up to the microphone to start his. And then as the moment he was doing that, music started playing. <laughs> 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 and he looked over at me and was like, what is going on? It just looks so funny. He was like, huh. he was about to speak and then music started playing. Yeah. And then he had to stand there waiting.
1: Uh, I remember that. Yeah, uh, The music bumped him Bumped him from a spot. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, was it, was, funny. it was very funny. Uh, but yeah, there were, I suppose that's another thing about a COVID uh, wedding is that, like the last minute kind of silliness of it as well mm. um yeah. very good so that's right you are. that's that anecdote i guess
1: yeah um it was good uh it was a good crack anyway outside the church before and after uh, i enjoyed that um some people were kind of trying to keep distance socially some people weren't it was funny you didn't know whether to approach people or not i remember i approached your auntie and she walked away from me like i had leprosy <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: and especially we needed somebody to to tie our buttons as well those flower buttony things
1: oh yeah yeah you needed a a woman's touch i actually i actually wore your rosette for the entire day by the way
0: (laughs) a slightly slightly bigger one
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it had your name on it but as it was being pinned onto me i didn't really make the connection and then i noticed that everyone else's was smaller (laughs) and i thought it might i thought the box might have just had your name on it for you know these are connell's uh or sorry whoops these are toomey's uh rosettes i think they're called they're not rosettes whatever the fuck they're called and um But yeah, I put on the one that had your name on it that I realized after looking around that everybody that I had... I had the wrong one, but there was no way we were going to get them all off again and get them back on by in the correct yeah. format. Yeah, no, you were right. It was panic yes. stations. There was
0: photos going on. There was people fluting around. There was people inside the church and outside the church because they didn't want to go in too early because of the COVID situation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so it was, so uh, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. I think I said it at one point, and then I was like, actually, just leave that alone because if somebody finds out, <laughs> they'll be like, hold on a second. These are wrong. Yeah, um, no, good, good call. I didn't notice until today till you just said that i didn't know that uh, yeah in all the photos if you look closely i have a much bigger flower on, uh, on, my, on my suit jacket than you <laughs> i'm definitely gonna
0: check that uh and yeah it was funny the way you explicitly said we need a woman and it was true we, I we did need a woman <laughs> sorry if that's sexist it is,
1: it is sexist and factually correct uh, yes that no man who was there would have been able to do that properly out of out of the choices we had anyway uh and there were multiple women offering their services to, to pin the, the flowers on it's look men are good at some things and you know actually i'm not going to get go on that road. yeah let's let's, just stop let's that right just cut that out
0: there uh that is the f the funny observation from the wedding and will we take a break there and come back to the e for entertainment
1: correct Okay, so we're at the halfway point now. We've done the C and the F, and now we're on the E, because that's how you spell cafe. Um, no, those jokes are never funny. Um, Acre- so, academical jokes. No, never. Uh, especially when I tried it with um, your man from blog, He didn't laugh uh, oh, yeah. at all. Deathly silence. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now I've paid him back by forgetting his name. So An- there's that. Andrew Mangum andrew mangan that's the one um okay so we have uh, soho soul and the hitmen trio these of course are names of wedding bands that you either considered or ended up using um good story here you've said well so.
0: well i don't know if it's good uh i did say that did so I? you're
1: so you're lying, were you
0: yeah i was just just as you said that i realise it's not for me to say that you know when people say good story funny story i'm, I'm always thinking yeah. in the back of my mind it's not for you to say that pal i'll be the judge of that exactly uh but this is a story Uh, and story here relates back to the story story here an anecdote if you will uh it relates back to the 100 versus 25 thing so back my peak groomzilla moment in the 100 person wedding (laughs) was deciding i wanted the best band (laughs) i wanted something completely unique i didn't want a male singer (laughs) i didn't want a standard rock band i didn't want uh like somebody playing the hits I wanted something unique to to reflect me <laughs> and I wanted it to be cool and different because this was really really important <laughs> so I went on the, the Irish music scene and I went through so many bands like and the thing about booking an Irish band for your wedding is they don't quote the prices on their websites so you have to engage in individual communication with I'd say 95% of the bands which is exhausting so that's bollocks yeah So I'd settled on one or two bands from Ireland, but the vast majority of of Irish bands I wasn't into because I felt they were too samey and the two I was interested in from Ireland weren't available because like we were nine months in advance of our wedding that time, which is not really enough if you want a good band. Um, Yeah. So it went really like I just I was just like yeah the band I was saying to myself the band is so important. Liz is doing all the other stuff for the wedding. I want this to be really good, and I can't wait for the moment the band comes on. (laughs) All this nonsense, like complete. And uh, you get yourself into this sort of like deluded state uh, where you think you're some sort of music producer. So I went (laughs) I went through the the Irish scene and I couldn't find anyone that captured me. So then I went to the UK and Europe. So then, I was scrolling through like, like literally hundreds of bands. I was checking them out from the from from London, from Manchester, from Birmingham, from Germany, from Portugal. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, it'll be it'll be the same price to import them over from England, say, as it is for an yeah. Irish band. Because if you get wanted to get like a top end popular Irish band, you're looking at two and a half grand. Um, right. And if you get an English band, you can get a similar standard wedding band from England for about one and a half grand. And then you've got to cover the o- other costs, uh, like flights yeah. and accommodation and all that. Um, so it works out. So similar. so much
1: like the 100 guests, you were filling up the two and a half grand as well.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's my budget. But it it quickly got out of control <laughs> with Soho Soul. So first of all, they were available and that was great. I really liked them and uh, I was really looking forward to seeing them. And I'd found myself as the music producer, and uh, but then yeah, it starts to spiral out of control. So it goes, okay, you need to pay the deposit. So it's an English company. They weren't speaking to me on the phone; it was through email, but English. <laughs> you need to pay the deposit, night So you put down your deposit, and okay, you're locked in. You're not going back at this crazy decision. Then you got to get their flights. Then you got to get their accommodation. Then you got to get their transport from the airport then you got to mm. get their food for the, the day then you got to get like they, you got to give them three meals a day because they're co- they're coming over for you and they're <laughs> going to be there the whole day uh, oh, you need to get it's like you're a ban on tea or something yeah, you need to get their water and meal during the wedding as well you need to get that sorted because they're coming over from England all the way to see you and then yeah. you also because they're coming from England they can't bring their fucking instruments on the plane. So you've got to hire instruments for them. <laughs> you've got to source instruments from a local supplier in Ireland and rent them for them. Then they can't bring a PA system as well. Normally, wedding bands over here have a PA system. You've got to rent Course. rent that for them as well. So then it spirals out of control and you end up, your budget now is three and a half grand.
1: <laughs> but you've already... Did you? Who did you go to? Was it Session Hire or somebody like that?
0: Uh, It wasn't Session Hire. It was a crowd in Ranala that helped us with a lineup gig or or, or a rap gig many years ago. Um,
1: Oh, Sound Hire? Sound
0: Hire, yeah. And they Ah, they were very accommodating and good, but he didn't have all of the parts, so he had to to get drums out from the west of Dublin, (laughs) deliver it over to him. (laughs) I had to get a particular type of drum. I had to get a bass guitar. I had to get a specific type of lead guitar. It was an absolute nightmare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But this, so you were a music producer. Basically. I was, yeah. This
0: is what's that, a tour manager at this stage. <laughs> yeah. So and then you're like, oh, you need to get them in on the flight, and you need to get the the taxi driver to pick them up at a certain time, and the whole thing is a complete nightmare. Um, and so, yeah, just the, the mania of that, and obviously that didn't work out because um, COVID nineteen came, and uh, it wasn't possible to to fly Soho Soul over from England anymore. But Jesus, the, the actual relief of that in the end, because the only thing,
1: so, I, go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think you're going to answer my question here. Go on. Yeah.
0: So the only thing I wasn't able to get back was the initial deposit. So because it was COVID-19 related, it had gone, it was actually quite close to the wedding. So it actually had gone past the point where you were due to get your full deposit back. But because COVID-19 came, uh, it was a kind of a emergency event. So we were able to get the rest of the deposit back, which was loads of money coming back. And then we were able to cancel. We got refunds on
1: all the flights. Sorry, this has confused me since you've been talking about it. When you say the rest of the deposit back, had you paid them the full fee? that's
0: wrong. Um, Yeah. So we paid an initial deposit and then like six months passed, and then we had to pay the full fee. Closer to ah, the time. So they,
1: they gave you back the remainder, minus They gave, gave you back the full fee, minus the deposit. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Right. So that was, at that stage, that was probably about three grand back. No, 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 no it wasn't. Sorry, I'm just, I'm confused myself because uh, I, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> but it was, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, but it was a huge amount of money back. And then we got the flights back because of COVID. We got to cancel the hotels. We got to cancel, thank God, all the music equipment hire.
1: Fucking hell. At the end of they, I was so, just so relieved. <laughs> yeah. So they were sound about it then?
0: Uh the the English or the session hire and, the
1: music music release or music equipment hire? Oh yeah,
0: they were really they were really laid back about it from the start. Um the the English booking company were actually very rigid about it. they I got a lot of trouble with them and I had had like I'd say over 100 emails with them during the course of things, maybe maybe more because of the situation. 100
1: yeah, did you not just pick up the phone and ring them, or did you? Ring I them as rang well? them as
0: well, but they preferred to communicate via email. And the situation kept changing all the time. Um, so there was all this: what do we do in this situation? And now the wedding's fifty, and now it's twenty-five, and now you can come, and now you can't come. And so there was just email. It became a huge saga, and I was just so relieved. <laughs> I was disappointed that they couldn't come, but again, it was that that kind of mania that I was in. Like yeah. and it just knocked me out of that whole thing with a wedding where you're feeling like you're putting on a show, like you actually forget what the wedding's about, and you're, you're yeah 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 you're trying yeah. to entertain other people, and then
1: money yeah it's about money, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then it was down to twenty five <laughs> like the weeks up to the wedding, like in contrast to that Soho Soul experience, we decided we weren't going to have a band and a DJ, and literally a week before the wedding we thought, well we have to have some music oh yeah. We'll get a solo musician if we can. Doesn't matter if we can. Doesn't matter if we can't. And we ended up getting yeah. uh, John Ward from the Hitmen Trio. And because it was COVID, he was free a week before the wedding, and he kindly said, "I will do uh, the DJing for you, and I'll do a solo uh, guitar set. Sorry, guitar set first, and then the DJing after that. After the, I'll be, I'll do the whole evening for you. And I won't give his price, but it was uh so much less than a a regular band would have been uh for the 100 person wedding and he was brilliant like he he did a brilliant guitar set he did a first dance for us and then he did the djing he did all like the the classic river dance stuff that you'd normally do at a wedding and it was just like it was almost as if the shackles were off uh from the 100 person wedding and the 25 one was just so more such so much more reasonable about what your expectations are and what what you can deliver and stuff
1: yes uh I do remember you going through the mania of the band thing. I just didn't. I left you to it. (laughs) I think you were trying to talk me down maybe gently at some point. A tiny bit. But then I was like, no, look, this is your little project. And at that point, there was no reason to to try and convince you not to do it. You know, there was no coronavirus or whatever. But um, yeah,
0: uh,
1: to to each their own.
0: (laughs) And I know for some people at at their wedding, to each their own is is a good thing and it is really important for people in different circumstances to to have the the best band that they want you you had an interesting uh musician at, at your wedding i don't know if you wanted to to mention that
1: yeah no it's, it's colin lynch he's called he does gigs in pubs around dublin so i know him in a, well in a couple of different ways he's a good friend of my brother's um from like secondary school and then he's also next door neighbors or was Uh, with Kevin Daly, our good friend, who we've been friends with since primary school. And I've also seen him live loads of times, just him and his acoustic guitar. Uh, So we thought he'd be perfect for the situation we were in. And I was really happy with what he did. The only problem was the hotel were so late, clearing up after the dinner, that I only really got him for half the time that we'd agreed. But um, other than that, yeah, I was delighted with that. But to me, like, I, (laughs) I won't mention any names, but I've been at weddings where... The person yes. was almost organizing a music festival <laughs> yes. and it was great and all that. But like, so to me, like it was, to me, that wasn't it. But to me, a wedding isn't showing how, every, showing everyone how deadly I am at music. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's, but that's what my podcast is for. <laughs> yes. That. <laughs> it's not for the fucking wedding wedding is something completely different and uh, yeah that, that's what i'm saying to each their own though like for other people that's exactly the stamp they want to put on it for me i was like ticking a box almost but also wanted to get somebody i knew and liked and could verify that uh, i think
0: they i think you chose colin lynch for you it was a sentimental choice that was based on you for your enjoyment and that was like that arguably is uh, like a good rationale whereas if, if i go back to myself when i was trying to choose soho soul I was trying to impress people and be really unique and be amazing and like and maybe a certain amount of that is is natural for a wedding, but I think yeah. I think you can get caught up in it very quickly and then you're you're focusing on um, like the thing about Soho Soul. If they had come, I had put so much pressure on them being good
1: that I don't think I would oh, have yeah. been able to relax.
0: I would have been like, "You would? Do you like them? Do, do you like Soho Soul?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and god forbid people didn't like them or talked during it or something like that that would have annoyed you so much
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> or went outside and had a smoke or something and do you know what it do you know what it's like it's like an amplified version of you put five songs on in a jukebox in a pub and throughout the duration of the next hour or so until they come on you can't relax because you're waiting for your fucking songs to come on and then when they come on you can't relax even worse because you want to see how people react to them and yeah. it just you put your put so much pressure on yourself and it's not enjoyable yeah and most likely people are going to be like oh yeah that was good yeah and like or mo- they're not having a strong likely, reaction most likely they won't give a fuck To be honest. yeah but well, at most weddings it's just due to the fact that it's forgettable and people forget that when they're going mental booking it
0: yes that's it like and um, if i could give advice to people like booking a band is don't don't sweat it most people will be pretty drunk by that stage and it won't go on for that long and you probably shouldn't care in a way about how good the band is and your wedding and end.
1: they'll dance to they will dance to <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. Mild, these if it's people mildly recognizable they've got eight points in them they go up and dance to fucking spice girls as much as they will to james brown as much as they will to fucking maniac, like the wolf tones. maniac
0: or river dance they'll be on the floor doing row 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 you're both these people
1: <laughs> yes they will the creeps
0: <laughs> so uh so yeah it's just uh yeah interesting i'd say i try. i try
1: Okay, that was great. I enjoyed that chat there. Uh, okay, so we're going to go on to the final point of the feck and check-in, which is, of course, the K for kernels of truth. And this is a quote from me. I feel you should read this out because it's gringy if I do. Yeah, this is actually the,
0: the one feck that is going to be let out by you, um, which is good because I uh, I can now take a back seat. So today's keck. Ke- what? Keck? <laughs> What's keck. keck? Today's keck. Today's <laughs> keck feck. Today's kernel of ch- truth today's k is uh led out by you uh trainer will you lead Uh, well and the listener out on this week's kernel of truth
1: what i was saying though is that you've written it down and it's a quote from me that i don't remember saying so So i think you should
0: you actually introduced it and then i introduced it again (laughs) you just ignored me (laughs) sorry all right okay the quote was I was really stressed uh when I was going through the hundred person wedding for a long period of my time i su- suffered from social anxiety related to having a wedding in general because I didn't want to be the the center of of attention and uh one thing that you reassured me with you said it's actually really good to be the center of attention. You feel like a celebrity for the day and you get to go you go around to people and it's just great so that re- I always remember that 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 you said that so so what did you mean? that would you elaborate on that please for me and the listener
1: I will Uh, so it's like being do you know like I'll give you an example that you can relate to I don't know why I need another example but um do you know like when we were doing the gig as the lineup and it, like one of the ones that went really well and there was a good turnout for. And when you arrive there, everyone's happy to see you. Everyone's excited. Yeah. Then you get up, you go on stage. The audience participation is good. Everyone comes up to you afterwards and congratulates you and says how great you are. That's to me, like that's what the wedding was like for an entire day. Yes. Um, it's just that there were so many more people to do that with than there would have been at a gig uh that uh it's just like a succession of people coming up to you being happy for you giving you money <laughs> uh, wanting to get in photos with you and making uh, sure you have a t- good day telling you you look great buying you drinks <laughs> uh, probably laughing too loud at everything you say and generally just being genuinely happy for you and uh, because you're the star of the show, that's what I meant when I was saying it's like being a celebrity for a day. Because everyone wants a piece of you for a few minutes, and I mean all this in a really good way. Because to me, that was enjoyable. As I said earlier in the episode, I I enjoy being the centre of attention for a limited period of time, whether that's a gig or a day or something. I wouldn't want it all the time. Uh, I would get quite self conscious and embarrassed. I'd say after a while. But when you're in a nice suit, you look great. Uh, everyone's really happy for you. It's uh, to me, it was just like I don't. I enjoyed the shit out of it for the entire day, and it never wore thin or got old or boring. But maybe if you had it done a day two and a day three or whatever, it might have done. But um, but just for th- for that snapshot in time, it's like being a celebrity for a day.
0: Yeah, I completely uh, that completely resonates with me. Like the amount of goodwill you get for the whole whole day it's it's amazing like as you said people telling you oh you look great oh i hope you're having a great day and then they're laughing at all your jokes a bit more they don't outstay their welcome as well they know yeah they know they know if you've spoken them for five minutes that you've taken up five minutes of their time they're really conscious of it we we had a bit where we brought people back to the room afterwards just to show them the the bridal suite that we were lucky enough to stay in and they knew when to go we didn't it was they left at exactly the right time they didn't stay yeah. for like the big late night session. They let me and Liz have our time, and uh, just everything about it. And they run around and get things for you. Do you need anything? <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, was uh, chatting. So we went out for cigars at one point. All the lads who had attended the wedding. That was another great thing about the twenty five. That was wedding. that was brilliant. I was yeah. able to. I had all these Cuban cigars, and uh, Liz's dad had Cuban cigars as well. So we were able to give a Cuban cigar to each male attending the wedding and we went out together and we smoked them and we there was uh cigar holders out there and we left a few of the cigar holders on the tables out there and we went back inside and because of this day just as towards the end of the the wedding I was like I said to Richard Bradley I, I don't know why I was talking to him about it but there was a few people around and I was like uh will you get the holders <laughs> and yeah and uh, he was like no I don't know if you need them and I was like get the holders <laughs> gotten to my head <laughs> and I actually caught myself laughing everyone laughed after it we got the holders as well so <laughs> it's just like you get used to to people at your beck and call
1: it's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah 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 overall it's great and even though obviously my marriage didn't work out I still have great memories of that day and that time uh, and it's I think it'll always be a good memory like regardless of what happened since.
0: Yeah, it's probably the most goodwill that you'll ever get in a day. Like, even if we made it with podcasting, I'm sure we'd get some
1: nice messages. <laughs> Yeah, but there'd be begrudgery as begrudgery. well. You don't really get begrudgery at a wedding, and with like su- any success of any kind, it's like great. You got an interview and you got the job. That's great. <laughs> you uh, prick. But the- <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> But with the wedding, like everyone's out, they're dressed up, they're drinking. There's no begrudgery at all. Not like, not that I've ever the, noticed. Anyway. The other
0: example I remember of, of that is, or that comes to mind for me, is a birthday. People are happy for your birthday. They wish you a happy birthday. But then on the night out, if you're gone for dinner or something, they're not making they sure you have a good time. That's their their duty done. I I wish you a happy birthday. I'm here. Now it's a normal night. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Now I'm selfishly going to enjoy myself and probably get shit-faced and all that. Which is perfectly reasonable. Uh, Which is what I did at your wedding. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in fairness, at our wedding, it was an early start and you started early. Um, And there was a free bar as well. And I think when time is messed up like that, it's really hard to to, uh, uh, get your bearings on the amount of drink.
1: But you're very kind for saying all of that.
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: uh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> um, that's a kernel of truth there from me. Apparently, um, I don't know when I said that, but probably about two that. two and a half years ago. Um, it helps me a lot. And that helps me a lot. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Sorry. That's good. That's, no. Help me a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah his wedding's I, over now too i was gonna
0: say it helped me a lot when i was planning for the 100 person wedding ah uh, yes yeah i'm sure it did
1: okay um right that's gonna do it for this week although uh what we didn't discuss before was a song of the week so i don't know if you happen to have one handy do you uh
0: i do have one handy off the top of the head uh nothing related to anything or on brand or on theme this is a song by miley cyrus called <laughs> midnight sky and before we play out on that, I just want to make a comment about Miley Cyrus. I was completely closed-minded and I thought she was a bit of a silly thing when I was younger. She seemed to be in Disney and she seemed to be a cute celebrity type of person. But as she's gotten older, she did that song with Mark Ronson. Uh, what was it called? The the remix of the Amy Winehouse song. That was really good. No, was it her? No, I'm mixing it up. Oh, what was that song she did with Mark Ronson? I'll have to check that now. Sorry. Uh, I don't know i'm going to just really quickly check it i know i do this every week
1: it's grand it's become a kind of a bit now i think it's people look forward to it Uh, i heard you even did it on feckin football there Uh, i did
0: oh nothing breaks like a heart did you hear ever hear that nothing
1: breaks. doesn't jump out at me it's kind of like this
0: country twang in it her voice is very uh sort of it's much deeper than you'd imagine it's quite coarse if that's the right word um and the way she sings it is with, with such passion. And then she's extended that on to her other songs. And Midnight Sky, I think, is a brilliant pop song. And um the theme of it is I was born to run I don't know. <laughs> but it's I was born to run not afraid of anyone. I'm Google this, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, sorry, this is, I'm saying uh, my welcome here with the
1: obscene a quantity of Googling here now, to me. We're we'll driving away the listener. Uh,
0: yeah Mm. and i don't know i don't know if she wrote it um whatever oh shit bruce springsteen born to run lyrics have come up i'm having a nightmare here sorry i'm not even good at google (laughs) what are you trying to look up i was born to i was born to run uh Midnight sky lyrics I, I i googled i was born to, to run lyrics and brought up bruce Springsteen. Uh, anyway well of course anyway i thought you would like this because so, I, sometimes i think you're a bit of a free spirit the lyrics and the chorus are i was born to run i don't belong to anyone oh no
1: i just literally like that. okay um so, sounds like something i could relate to fire, okay, fire I'll, I'll in give my it a lungs listen.
0: can't bite the devil on my tongue oh no
1: tongue <laughs> okay good stuff another interesting fact about miley cyrus is she's releasing an album of metallica cover versions Uh, that's that's her next project a full album so i will definitely listen to that to see how she tackles those
0: oh wow i would say she'd do a great job but as a heavy metal fan would you feel that that would cheapen or destroy those songs?
1: metallica aren't a band that are very special to me so i don't really mind Uh, i like their music but they're not a special band to me so i yell i'll listen with open ears okay very
0: good and I'll let you close us out and, and bring us home then on uh, Midnight Sky
1: by Mighty Cyrus. Okay, that's going to do it for episode 28 of the Feckin' feck Check in episode 2 of our special series. Will the next one be a special? Who knows? Tune in uh, next week to find out. Uh, that's going to do it for us though. Here's Mighty Cyrus with the song Whose Name I Forget. To me any final words for the listener?
0: Midnight Sky is a song and Feck Off, listener. Yeah, it's been a long night Long time since I felt this good on my For her face Said it ain't so bad If I wanna make a couple mistakes You should know right